0: And Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Ball and All podcast. It has been a while. I took a bit of a hiatus trying to sort my life out. had a lot of other sporting things going on, so just the podcasting had to sit on the back burner, but I'm back just in time for the NBA Finals. If you don't know who I am, well, you'll find out soon enough my name is Mpo Mutlani, uh, and i am the host and producer of the ball and all podcast you can uh, follow me on uh, twitter and instagram as the as the the banner shows at the bottom uh, but most importantly please do subscribe to the youtube channel if you like the content and also like the video so it can go widely in this uh, basketball sphere But most importantly now, I just had a little bit of a think and thought I could start with a new segment, um, which is called What in the World Happened This Week? So it just tells you everything that's happened in this week in a short, bite sized chunk that will kind of give you a little bit of what's going on this week so let's get into that so what in the world happened this week we had the nba the two nba finalists found themselves uh head-to-head we found out who they are and that is the phoenix Suns against the milwaukee bucks but the other thing that happened in the basketball world is we've had olympic qualifiers for men and there were four more spots left for the plains to tokyo and four teams got those those teams are slovenia Luka Doncic beating out Lithuania, making these making their way into uh, the Olympic games. For a country of two million people, they beat a team with Jonas Valanciunas as well as Demantis Sabonis. The next team was Germany with Moritz Wagner, who just blew uh, the competition away. They played Brazil in their final game, and they made it through their qualifiers on that end. Italy with Nico Manion of the, the 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 draftee of the uh, uh, the Warriors he took his Italian side uh with Nicola Meli to the Olympic Games and the most important one the interesting one is um Sadaransky's Czech Republic Sadaransky of the Bulls beating out a star studded Canada team with RJ Barrett a very strong Canada team um out in uh, in Canada actually to qualify for the Olympic Games so the Olympic Games looks like this. The groupings look like this. In Group A, you've got, in Group A, you've got Iran, France, the USA, and the Czech Republic. In Group B, it's Australia, Germany, Italy, Nigeria. In Group C, Argentina, Japan, Spain, and Slovenia. So you've got those sorted out. Now, moving on to the next uh, topic in what in the world happened this week. The WNBA announced their all-star roster. Their all-stars game will be played on the 14th of July. So seven days, eight days away from today. And they've, they've effectively made it a practice game for team USA. And so here are the all-star rosters, some first time all-stars if you look there um on team wnba you've got Kalia copper of the chicago sky she averaged 13 points per game for this uh chicago side you've got bet nigel laney who's been incredible for the New York Liberty. She's having a career high high year at 19.7 points per game. Arika Ogunbowale, remember, she was a rookie last year. There was no All-Star game last year. And so this year, she makes her first appearance as one of the leading scorers in the WNBA. Her teammate, wing uh, Satu Sabali, who I'm excited because I think she's such a great player. She averages uh, 6.1 rebounds, which is, is high in the league, as well as 13 points per game for the Wings. And then finally, as a debut, Courtney Williams of the Atlanta Dream. She's had a great start to the season and she really deserves that call up. On the Team USA, there's only one player there and that's Ariel Atkins of the Washington Mystics. She averaging 17.5 points per game for her for the Washington Mystics. So she makes it into a star-studded Team USA roster that has multiple MVPs in AJ Wilson, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, um, and Brianna Stewart there. I was looking for her name as well. So that's a very, very good star-studded team. The team WNBA also has an all-star, Cup, well, the one all-star in Candace Parker. So that's what's happened this week in uh, the basketball world. Now let's move over to the NBA Finals. What I'm going to be giving you is five things to look out for in the NBA Finals. that could sway the NBA Finals either way, um, just to give you a little bit of a taste of how it's going to be. The first game starts tonight on Tuesday, uh, well, Wednesday morning for the South Africans, if you're watching from South Africa. And, um, and, and so it's in Phoenix, and it'll be quite interesting to see how it goes. But one of the first things that I think we should all be looking out for is Giannis's availability and his impact. He's had that hyperextended knee. And the question is whether he'll be playing in the series. I do think he will play in the series. Coming out of the Bucks, the questions were whether Giannis was going to play, he was available to play in a game seven, should a game seven be there. So I do think he's closer to return. The other question is how quickly, how, what level of, of, of Giannis, is he 100%? Is he 80%? Is he 70%? Is he 60 Also about the impact, you know, having so such impact injuries, how do you come back? It might take a few games for him to come back. But if Giannis is fully fit and plays in about six games this season, series or five games this series, um, they, they have a chance to win. If Giannis comes in from game four and the this Bucks team has stolen a game out of out of Phoenix, the Bucs would be favored to win going forward with Giannis in there. Uh, he is their best defensive presence. He is the guy who gets them going early on in games. They do fade away towards the back end, and that's a coaching thing. And I'll talk about that later on. But Giannis's availability is important. If he's not available, this series falls all the way to the, to the Suns. Um, I think the matchups become a lot easier for the Suns, and we'll talk about that um in one of the other points. But that's the first thing about this is, is Giannis. If Giannis is there, you you can't fight it. The Bucs probably are on their way to, to their first NBA title in a very long time. The guard play. So I'm talking about this in terms of guard play. I know Middleton plays more of a wing, but um in some of these new well, well, in this Bucks lineup, he's more of a of a two-guard with, with with Drew Holiday. Uh, being the point guard, and you've got CP3 on the other end for the Suns with Devin Booker as the two-guard. This series, without Giannis, if Giannis isn't available, and even to a certain extent if with Giannis, depending on how well the Suns nullifying, is going to go down to how well this, these, these two sets of guards play and how well they score. The better scoring guards right now are the Suns, but we've seen without Giannis how well Middleton and and Drew Holiday can come through. And so it's going to be quite interesting to see how they defend against each other and also how they attack against each other. The Bucks have a better defensive guard duo to the Suns, but the Suns are much better offensively. Um, and and there are no scrubs defensively as well with with Booker and, and, and things, but I do think the Suns hold hold a little bit of, of the guard play, especially if they bring up this uh, – the, the, if they do this whole um, – this high-low screen with uh, – um, with with your big coming up, screening for the point guard and opening up the mid-range because the Bucs like to do the drop coverage. That's going to be quite interesting to see how they do that. And also on the other end, how DeAndre Ayton and probably even Saric, if he might come in, or, or Jay Crowder play that pick and roll with, with with Drew Holiday. But from a Bucks perspective, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton have become a lot freer without Giannis on the floor. They are imposing. And Chris Middleton's playing more like a 2-1, 1B um, and and Drew's playing like the the guy that they bought. They they bought him for shooting, um, with his defense being as good because Eric Blitzer is also a similarly good defensive player, but they wanted a better shoot a better shooting out of out of that point guard position. And 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 he hasn't come through in the playoffs. It worked well in the regular season, but it hasn't come through that well in the playoffs. So that's something that um, that we're gonna watch out for, but that's a key thing. Watch how the guard matchups are, are matching up. Who guards Devin Booker? I think Drew Holiday might guard Devin Booker and leave CP3 on Chris Middleton because um, J- Drew Holiday is the better, the better scorer. But also see how well he, both guards get to their spots in in the paint um, to to score. Um, obviously, Milwaukee doesn't score a lot in the in the mid range, largely because they're dependent on Giannis and Brook at at, at at the rim, and then they they try to shoot threes. Um, above the break threes, a lot whereas Milwaukee, uh, whereas the Suns go into the mid range and that's where they eat and that's where they feast with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So that's going to be something, uh, to watch. Um, Styles make fights, and this one is quite more heavily, um, put down onto the Suns. I think the Suns have this one, um, over, over the Bucks, but the Bucks are no scrubs there. The next one is ancillary score. So after Giannis, Ayton, Chris Middleton um chris paul and devin booker and also drew holiday those are the key stars in the series who else is going to get points if Giannis is un- is unavailable drew, um brooke lopez is kind of key and important for you um in in, in how well he becomes brooklyn Brook, the one who is living at the rim and not taking a lot of threes bobby portis is scoring becomes quite important uh, Bryn Forbes's scoring is, is, will become even more important in this series, especially with, these, with his ability to shoot from three. This Bucks team can't shoot that well from three, so it's going to be quite interesting to see who from the Bucks comes through because it's been heavily on those three. Whereas in the in the Suns, Mikel Bridges can give you a hot night once in a while. Campaign has been excellent coming off the bench as an extra guard to to kind of add a little bit more pace to. To a a a team that does as a lineup that doesn't have a Chris Paul, he's been a very good scorer, so it's going to be interesting to see how he does. And if if campaign and Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder are hot from three, the Bucks haven't defended the three ball while this playoffs and this regular season, so that's going to be that's going to probably fall over to the Suns. But on the other end because Brooklyn, uh, because Milwaukee has they do have shooters from 3 they're just not taking they're just not falling and not taking their shots Bryn Forbes is going to be quite important in the finals I think and and the way they move the ball the Bucks need to try to move the ball a little bit quicker to get some some of their corner shooters uh, PJ Tucker is no, is a very good corner shooter but they haven't used him they've just only used him for defense so they might have to unlock that other scoring Facet. Bobby Portis has scored, has scored quite a, has come through in those non Giannis games. So if there are going to be games without Giannis, Brook Lopez, Bobby Portis, uh PJ Tucker probably will have to step up. Ben Forbes as well. Pat Connaughton hasn't shot well. He's going to have to find a way to get impose himself in the offensive end um, in this in the series. And then the other thing that we need to look at is the battle of the bigs. So in the regular season games, Jake Crowder, who's normally the four in this playoffs for the Suns. Hasn't been didn't play in those games. They decided to go with a two big lineup because DeAndre Ayton's big issue is he 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 he. They use DeAndre Ayton to guard Giannis, and then they use Saric to guard Brook Lopez or even Frank Kaminsky to guard Brook Lopez. We saw a bit of Frank Kaminsky in the Lakers series; never seen him again. So that's going to be quite interesting to see if Giannis comes in, they're probably going to go with a two big lineup and have the uh, and have like a three guard set or, or two guard with a wing, maybe Mikal Bridges. Um, or Cam Johnson, um, but it's going to be quite interesting to see. And this one is literally reliant on the physicality that DeAndre Ayton can bring. He's been inconsistent in the playoffs from a physicality perspective, especially in that Clipper series um, with with smaller bigs. Yes, but this time he's going to get guys his size, and he needs to be able to impose himself, bring a lot of energy, especially in the first quarter, um, because the Brooklyn, uh, the 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 Milwaukee Bucks, not the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the playoffs. In the first quarter, they are plus 15 against their opponents in the first quarter. So you're gonna to have to bring in a lot of energy, defensively rebounding, offensively rim running, especially with Chris Paul in those in those in those pick and rolls and getting uh, and getting eight and rim running. But on the other end with the Bucks. The Bucs have always been physical. And so I've always known them to be the land of trees. Even in that Toronto run, they were the land of trees. Everyone's like, how do you shoot over them? And that's going to be something that the Bucks are going to try and replicate, right? In terms of sealing off the rim, which is they're the best defensive team at the rim in the playoffs. And, and on top of that, I was lucky with Giannis and Brooke together. Um, but Bobby Portis just kind of gives Aiton a little bit of respite there and 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 allows the Suns a little bit more flexibility. But from an offensive end, they're going to need to try and score a lot more. Um, without Giannis dominating the paint from a transition uh, perspective. They're going to need Brook to do that. But without Giannis, it gives Aiton a little bit more cover and a little bit more uh, resp- uh, calm and a little bit more ability to impose himself. But having Giannis and Brook might be a little bit too much for Aiton on his own. So you're going to have to force the Suns to try and uh, and do something and add another big because I think Jay Crowder cannot guard Giannis it's, and, and he can't guard Brook Lopez. So you're going to need another center in there. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what Monty Williams does. But if Aiton is quiet this series, the Suns lose. They need to lay their foundation with DeAndre Aiton, and they need to move forward. That's what, the, that's what the Bucks do. They lay their foundation with Giannis and Brooke. Once that has been laid throughout, the, then you allow your guards to come in. So you kind of need to set that through. But the other thing about this is um, the other thing that we're going to look at um, in the next one is... Um, is how both teams work in the transition with their bigs as well because you need both guys rim running. You need Brook and Giannis rim running. You need Aiton rim running because from a Suns perspective, the Suns are, are not that – well, they're not that bad, but from a defensive, that's the part of the – of the rim is part of the Suns game that they don't cover that well. They don't defend that well, whereas they defend the perimeter very well with those wings. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how – the, the Bucks get their offense inside um and also how the Suns try and break down this this the seal that Milwaukee put in front of the ring uh, in front of the ring so that's gonna be quite interesting to see but finally the last one will be the coaching adjustments how do Monty Williams and Mike Budenholzer set their teams up going forward I think Mike Budenholzer found something good in um in, in these non-Giannis games where Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton got a little bit better and a lot more freer, and this offense was moving smoother. So if you think about it, um, there's a stat uh, from NBA that says with Drew Holiday is, with Giannis, is four points worse. With Giannis on the court, it's four points worse than with him off the court. With him off the court, he is, yeah, yeah. So he's four points better. So it's four points worse with with Giannis on the court. So that kind of says something about how you, but Bud, if Giannis comes back, needs to try and get middle uh, Drew Holiday his touches and get Drew Holiday a lot more aggressive. And that's what you kind of want from, from, from Bud. And also being more comfortable giving the ball in late game situations to Chris Middleton and playing Giannis at the five, taking Brook Lopez out, and maybe bringing in a Bobby Portis or or Pat Connaughton for the defense, and allowing Chris to cook, because Chris is a much better scorer on is the best scorer on this team. Uh, shooter and everything else. Obviously, Giannis at the rim is incredible. But late-game situations, mid-range twos, threes, Chris Middleton's your guy. So it's, it's a reluctance of Bud to move away from Giannis and go to Chris. And that's what we want to see because he hasn't made a lot of adjustments. He's been playing the same way throughout the playoffs. The only adjustments he's made is out of is out of injuries. Whereas Monty Williams, he's willing to make adjustments. He's willing to try new things and, and try new combinations. And that's why I think the series might be big for him Giving Saric a lot of minutes, or maybe Saric and Kaminsky sharing minutes to kind of equal that 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 uh, that Bucks uh, front court. The thing about it is, watch the watch how they defend Giannis if he when he does come through in the series. Do they give him a wall of three, four players? And and how also how bad gets Giannis going, avoiding the half court. This team, the Bucks are the best transition team in the league. But, because they score a lot of transition points, but they score, every transition basket is 1.06 points per get, uh, per position, which is very low. Whereas from a transition perspective with the Suns, they are like a mid-ranging team in the playoffs, but they score, I think it's 1.26 uh, in transition. So they're a lot better in transition. So those are the type of things you need to get Giannis open. You need to get Giannis going to the foul line. But what I do think from the regular season games that I've seen is these teams... Uh, so the Suns beat the Bucks twice by one point each time. One game went to overtime. Devon Booker free throws either way. Free throw shooting is going to be key. The Bucks are 71% free throw shooters. The Suns are the best three-point uh, free throw shooters in the, the history of the NBA at 864 percent So that's where I think the series might end up going and you might even see a hacker Giannis if 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 it continues and Giannis is playing. So that's going to be quite key to see. But from that uh you will find Whoever, whichever coach can make the adjustments quicker could possibly be the coach that wins the the NBA the, the, the NBA title and championship. So it's prediction time for me. Who do I think will win? And my prediction is Sons and six without Giannis, Sons and Seven with Giannis. I think home court advantage, they have a better coaching. Um, there's a much, it's a coaching mismatch on the Suns. Their guard plays slightly better. Even though the Bucks are a better defensive team, the Suns are the second best defensive team in the playoffs. I think the Suns take it through and CP3 finally gets his ring and his legacy is solidified as one of the greatest point guards we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. So that's how I see it's going to go. Let me know if you disagree with me, but I'm so excited about the series and we'll, we'll keep talking about it. And I'll try to do a review of every game as we go. Into the NBA Plus, so I'll see you tomorrow for the uh, start for the review of Game One in 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 Phoenix. Enjoy the game, and we'll chat soon. Les uh, kakafiso.